Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Priyanka Kendalkar about how she helps businesses scale up. Priyanka is a certified director of operations with over 12 years of experience in operations as an engineer, a business growth strategist, an engineer with a master's in industrial engineering and management, an entrepreneur, and a top-rated podcast host of an international leadership-focused podcast on iTunes called Show Up with Priyanka. Her podcast shares real-life stories about entrepreneurs showing up to become intentional leaders that inspire and impact authentically. She was recently selected by Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins as Knowledge Business Blueprint, so the KBB coach, trainer, and speaker to represent Tony Robbins and Dean Granziosi on stages and workshops worldwide to help entrepreneurs create successful masterminds. Bianca helps impact-driven and heart-centered entrepreneurs to scale and build sustainable businesses by simplifying and systemizing and streamlining their businesses so they can make more impact, more income, and eliminate chaos. Welcome, Priyanka. Thank you so much, Virginia. I'm so glad we made this, and I'm excited to talk to your audience and to you today. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited to have you here, too. How did you get started on kind of that entrepreneurial journey? So it seems like you were pretty into the engineering aspect of things. Yeah, so it was quite interesting. It was back in 2014. I actually got fired from a role. And that was my trigger point. Like, oh my goodness, I have all my eggs in one basket. Like they can just let me go like that. And I was like the, what do you call the, always the best employee. I even Mm. like, even the job they fired me from, like my boss, I was earning more than my boss because they really wanted me when they hired me. (laughs) So it was like, it was very ego part, right? Which plays like how they could do this to me and all that stuff thing right which comes up when it actually happens to you like you go through all those different emotions and I was frustrated I was depressed it took me a few months to really come out of it but then I read I think I read Miracle Morning by Hal mm-hmm. Eldrod and that was to like like I was searching I was searching online like what could I do right now like I don't want to stay in corporate like I want to start something new and that's when I read Miracle Morning like someone suggested that I think it was entrepreneur.com or somewhere like one of the books to read and of course during that time I also read Rich Dad Poor Dad and the four-hour work week and that's where I really started like dreaming about lifestyle of a nomad. (laughs) Like you can live anywhere, you can have flexibility of earning as much as you can, rather than like being fixed with like one salary coming, which is like every biweekly. So I think that's where I got my trigger. I can't put all my eggs in one basket and I have to find a second stream of income. And that's when I started with my entrepreneurship journey. Fun. What do you like most about the work that you do? I just, so I'm a, so I'm an engineer, right? Virginia. So my mind think very analytically and problem solving, like that's just like my game. Like if you say, tell me any problem, I want to get into the solution of it. And I will use all my techniques I learned in engineering, like Six Sigma and all that quality tools and everything like 8D. Like I will use all that to like find the different factors that could contribute to that 
problem and then try to like solve each of those factors and find the real root cause. I get like really passionate about problem solving. And I think as an entrepreneur, we are the problem solvers. We are the one who will come into this world to bring like new innovation for any new any problems we withstand and i always have my green goggles on so whenever i see a problem i look at it as how i can solve it what are the systems we need what are the software we need or what are the innovative products we need to do so it was interesting like when i started with my entrepreneur journey i actually started selling on uh, like a saas product so i started creating software apps and it was actually for engineering students to increase their student engagement in the university so that the university can retain more students and they don't leave after one year which we have seen with the retention rate so that's where i was focusing i was talking to the deans of the university i was in like early 20s and i was talking to the deans of the universities and like solving the problem like really getting to the problem and like finding a solution sitting with them so i was like so passionate about it and after that we moved into to answer your question <laughs> it was problem solving i think that's what excites me most like i can't i can't stand up problem without a solution like i will get into that gear of like problem solving analytical like number crunching and all that fun stuff and it's my engineering part which comes into the play <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing to have right like being able to see a problem and then or situation and then being like like okay well, well how can i solve this right instead of just letting it overcome you to the point where of paralysis yes oh yeah yeah oh my goodness So even when I started with my podcast it was so interesting because I like to be like perfectionist and mm-hmm. you can't be perfectionist that's what all the entrepreneurs talk about like you have to take imperfect action fast right so mm-hmm. i think that's something i have been developing and i have become really like i i might go into that perfectionist but then i have to come back and like really focus on like okay we need to take action we need to take action <laughs> and then we can we can do the continuous improvement afterwards to make it better so that's very interesting when you spoke about paral- paralysis analysis thing <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything that you do that you wish like your clients would know that your clients would know more of Oh yes so i think the clients which i work with they are mostly like the visionaries like i can imagine myself back like when i was creating software or when i was selling uh, products on amazon i was that visionary like creating like getting the idea and they going in that idea creation mode but uh, when you launch it after that you lose the momentum to do the really day to day work i love operations that's where i come in like putting systems in place so that you don't have to worry about day to day operation and you only can because as an entrepreneur we need to focus 10% of our time in back end or systems and 50% of our time in marketing uh, all the marketing we do and then 40% of our time in like client work right mm-hmm. so i think we need to really understand uh, and most of the visionaries don't love to do systems back end it's boring work and that's where i come in that's my expert is i love operation i love problem solving and if i see any kind of gaps or efficiency any leak of money in your business i want to plug it in i want to like really like fix it <laughs> so that's what uh, <laughs> most visionaries don't know because i have been a visionary so i know like when those thing happens and it can take all your fake focus out and it can bring a lot of losses to our business when we don't we can't focus or we we can't focus on this boring task right like looking at the right numbers mm-hmm. or looking at the system processes and really working on those revenue generating activities and um, 
or even just taking a task that we have to do like all the time and figuring out a way of automating it, right? Yeah. What are the repeatable tasks? You need to ask that every day. <laughs> and because any repeatable task can be, you can create a template, you can create a checklist, you can create, like there's like processes and systems when we talk about, it can be in many different ways, right? So it can be SOP, work instruction, standard operating procedure. It can be a template. It can be a checklist. It can be uh, automation using like a Zoom. Like right, right now we are on meeting, right? Zoom. Like we are not doing the old ways of like Googling or going on Google Hangout or something. <laughs> so I think still people use Google Hangout. So I should not say anything about that. <laughs> but I think just putting the system in place, like when I came to this interview, right, Virginia, like you had like a way of like sending me the calendar link I answered the intake form questions right like I think it was from Dubsabo uh, right it was from Dubsabo yeah, yeah and then so you had a system in place which makes it so easy for you you don't have to go back and forth you can like save so much time right so I think you can do a lot of things in like one tenth of the time like rather than spending extra 10 more hours just doing all those things mm -hmm. which for those repeatable tasks and I didn't have to hire anyone either. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think I, I totally believe in that. It's good to hire someone when you're like scaling comes with also hiring people, like making clone of yourself, right? So you can scale mm -hmm. your business, but uh, you need to always make sure that you have a system in place before you hire or else if that person leaves, they when they, where is their business, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think you need to have system operations and then uh, processes and templates and everything in place. And then you hire someone to come in and take those things from your, rather than like hire someone to fix something in your business. <laughs> that mm -hmm. should not be the mindset. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So who's an ideal client for you? So I think you did state in the introduction, Virginia, but my ideal client is someone who thinks like me, who is aligned with my core values, which is impact-driven, heart-centered, community-focused, and really want to bring positivity in everyone's life with their product, with the, their own mission of their product, and the visionary. So I work with the visionaries. I'm their right-hand person, someone uh, they can like make important decisions with. They don't have to feel like they are the person who are alone. And it's also someone who is already is an established business owner. So they're already making like 250K plus, like six figures, and they want to scale it to seven figures. So I come in as a director of operations and I, I help look at all the gaps and put systems and processes to make it more like a sustainable business model. Oh, cool. How do you get in front of them? Like, what are you doing to be their pattern interrupt? So for me, it's very important where my clients are hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hang out in all different platforms. And I see now there's something new called Clubhouse. I'm curious about, like I have heard like from my other colleagues who are director of operations that it is a really good place to do the lead generation right now because you can be the expert topic speaker and like people can notice you. So I think right now that's in the trend, like everyone posting about Clubhouse. But the way I normally do is I, I'm on in the Facebook groups where my idle clients are. So if, if anyone have questions about operation systems, I will go there and comment about it. If there's any job posting for it, I will also apply for it. And also I will genuinely connect with them in their DM. Sometimes I just connect to like make friendship with them, like really know about their mission because I want to work with impact driven and someone who 
thinks like me, like who wants to impact, who like it's more of like impact versus fame, right? So mm-hmm. I think uh, I need to like really talk to that person. So I, that's how I do it. Like I connect with them on DMs. I will apply to the jobs they post. And also I'm in different masterminds where I can connect to my ideal client. And I also have my podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do talk to my ideal client on my podcast too. So I think those are some of the ways I'm currently doing it. Fun. That's cool. So it's kind of like networking in a way only. Yes. Virtually. Yes, it is. <laughs> So what are a couple of big goals that you have over the next year or two? Interestingly, I am leaving my, finally, I'm leaving my nine to five this January 15th. So that was my huge goal for 2020 to leave my nine to five. So (laughs) I started my podcast in the starting of the year. It went to like top ranking, which was something surprising for me on iTunes. And that led to like a lot of different, uh, like meeting different coaches and they giving me idea about like really identifying that I'm really good at operations. I did not see that by myself. My my coaches actually saw that. So I will always advise people to have a coach that they always give you that clarity. Someone who has already been there where you want to go. So after that, I got my certification this year and then I got that confidence of my capability. Sometimes we don't have that confidence, right, Virginia? It takes some time. We're mm-hmm. always questioning our capabilities. But I think after I got the certification and then I looked at my own 12 years of experience in corporate in operations, I was like, okay, I can do this. So I finally gave a notice to leave my nine to five. So my focus for the next year, 2021, is to really learn how to grow your business working from home full time. <laughs> because when we're mm-hmm. working like side hustle kind of thing, Like that time you just have limited time, right? You just have like two hours because I have a three-year-old daughter. So I need to take care of my family too. So you just have like two to three hours every day. So you know that this is the only time I have to work, but now I will have the whole day. (laughs) So I think I need to hone my own skill. Like I'm expert of systems and operations. So I need to like really focus on like implementing all those in my own business so that I'm really, I have a plan in place, a strategic plan. I know which projects to focus on in that quarter to make it successful. So my goal this year is to actually reach a five figure every month to make sure that I reach that five figure. I'm putting the processes and systems in place because we know, right? The purpose of the goal is to win the game, but the purpose of system is to continuously play the game. <laughs> so I think uh, I am like really putting all the systems in my business right now because I'm going full time to like really scaling up my services and like reaching that five figure per month. But I also, I want to impact like 10,000 people this month, like increase that impact too, whether it's from my books, I'm actually publishing a book also in the beginning of this quarter one, whether it's from my podcast or whether it's from like masterminds I'm in, or whether it's from the, I actually just recently got, as you said, hired by Dean Gaziosi and Tony Robbins. So I will be also impacting a lot of lives there, like helping others to learn how to do the masterminds. That's cool. How much do you think those goals or how do you think those goals would impact your business? Oh, it will hugely impact. I think for me, it's more of like gaining that experience and the confidence Mm -hmm. that I can do it because ultimately my 10 year goal is to have an ecosystem of orphanages, schools, which are focused on entrepreneurship, the school where entrepreneurs are made, orphanage where kids who come in becomes entrepreneurs in future. And it's, it will also have an aging home where entrepreneurs like us can retire and like help <laughs> to make new entrepreneurs. And it will be a retreat center for families to come in with different activities. So that's my big, big goal for 10-year vision. 
And then, so that is one of the goals, but I think to claim that I know like one school takes like $50,000 or something. So I think really to focus on the 10 year vision, I need to put the roots now and mm -hmm. the roots will be to like reach the five figure per month mark this year, next year, reach the six figure per month. So I have like those, all those laid out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do you think there's any roadblocks that might be holding you back from achieving those goals? So I think as an entrepreneur, we are always evolving. We don't know all the answers, right? Mm. So I think right now I know what is my plan for the five figure, right? Per month. Like I already put that in action with all the different projects I will be doing, focusing on the seven different business objectives to get to those details. Or as I was saying, <laughs> knowing exactly the system and processes I need to place so that I can reach that goal every day. But going to next year or like, like I know that they're like, some of the things I'm not expert in, right? <laughs> so I know the things I'm expert is in operations systems and all that, but I'm not expert in marketing or I'm not expert in visibility, but I know like things I'm already doing in place. Like I already know that, but I think I will have to, I will have to collaborate with other, um, other people who have other expertise with whom I can like move faster. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Best advice. Oh, wow. Okay, so this was my best advice for this year was like to really focus on contribution and growth and to not keep anything to yourself because sometimes we like we think like okay, we don't have to give all our strategies right, <laughs> and we want to we want to keep it to ourselves. But I think um, knowing that is the best thing to do, like really serve and contribute. So that's the best advice I got from I think Frank Kern who is a marketing guru. Like I, I love his books and like, that's one of the best advice. Then I got a best advice from Dean Gaziosi. It was like, your gifts are like unique gifts. So if you don't share it with others, it's like a disservice to others. So I think that was like, a, like, that was so important. Like sometimes we just like thinking in our mind, oh, we don't know enough or no one will, like no one will benefit with, from what we say, right? <laughs> so I think it's so important. Or, or, oh, I was say, or that other people already know. Yeah. Or say, or what that oh other my God, people, yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. It's yes, like, oh, totally. I know that. So then you must know that too. <laughs> yes. And then also understanding how operations and systems like um, plays such a big role in achieving the goals is the boring part. But like really learning how it, because I did not knew that I have that expertise, but as I'm learning more, I'm, as I'm reading the books from my authority in this group and like creating really being more expertise, like I'm really honing into my skill and capabilities and really knowing that this is valuable skill mm -hmm. to have. <laughs> That's cool. Do you have any best advice that you've ever given? Oh, Yes. I think the best advice is to let, let it go. <laughs> you have a three-year-old daughter, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Like sometimes whatever advice we give, we, it comes back to us. And I think letting go comes every day to us, right? We have to let go of so many things in our life. And it's a process I'm also like building, but I think I'm getting good at it. Like not really holding grudges, like really speaking it out or having that open engagement 
I'm actually my book which is coming out it's actually my relationship with my mother-in-law it got sore and how I use the intentional leadership framework which I talk about in my podcast all the time like how I used to heal our relationship because I really wanted to have good relationship with my mother-in-law it was always a good relationship but but something happened misunderstanding happened and it became very sore so so I really really like had to let go of a lot of things to heal that relationship so I think I tell that to everyone because I don't give advice if I have not implemented that in my own life and seen the benefit. That's a wise decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't asked? Yeah, Virginia. So I think you asked everything and <laughs> I think uh, after everyone listens to me they know like what are my expertise what are my superpowers but uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me or learn more about systems and operation they can always go to scaleupwithpriyanka.com uh, and i will i think you already have the links yeah. <laughs> so that's where they will find like what are the things i help with i have listed all my services there but even though if you don't know if you nearly need that you can always like there's a place to book a call you can always just brainstorm with me for 15 minutes what you're looking for and whether my services are the right solution or uh, you need something else i have a big network of service providers i can always connect you to the right person awesome well thank you for being on with us today you're welcome virginia and i am so fortunate to do this during the holiday season i love like i don't know the audience can see your like uh, you're wearing the christmas colors like i i should have worn it too but i think i'm wearing black so i think we are blending well but i was thinking of also wearing like a checks red black check shirt <laughs> but but thank you for having me today i really enjoyed our interview your your questions were so like it really made me think and you asked such a great questions which are like so aligned with what people wants to listen so i think that's so important thank you very much So we will keep in touch and have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.